Are you ready to turn your investments into retirement income? Listen in as Jeremy Kyle and his guests reveal ways you can make smarter retirement, investment, and tax planning decisions to achieve your ideal retirement. You will learn more about your money so you can feel better about your money and make better money decisions. Now, on to the show. Welcome to Retirement Revealed. I'm your host, Jeremy Kyle, and we're here to turn your retirement savings into a consistent income. And today we're talking about the Wisconsin retirement system. I'm brought on here, Dennis Eisenberg. He's with Eisenberg and Associates. He's a Wisconsin pension consultant and just saw him uh, about a month or so ago, give a presentation. Absolutely loved it. It was perfect timing because my wife has just gotten back into the Wisconsin retirement system. And I'm thinking, hey, I could learn a lot from Dennis here and let's bring him on to to educate all the rest of us. Thanks, well, Jeremy. Glad to be here. Absolutely, Dennis. And just tell me <clears throat> a little bit more about yourself and how you got into being a sure. Wisconsin pension consultant. Well, the long story short, I taught for a couple of years in Illinois and then moved up here to Wisconsin to take a uh, labor relations job. And in the labor relations job, I have a master's degree in business administration. Uh, so I was tapped to look at uh, uh, the Wisconsin retirement system and the teacher pensions in general and uh, to do bargaining related to health care and uh, pension issues in particular. So my background uh, is that I work for the Wisconsin Education Association councils, uh, generically called WEAC, uh, and for a short time, uh, a similar position as an arbitration and negotiation specialist in uh, Minnesota. Yeah, that just shows you've got uh, a wealth of experience and a lot of different angles. And I love the Illinois, Wisconsin, and Minnesota <laughs> connections because you can see the the differences oh. between the different pensions and systems out yeah, there. Yeah, they're huge. And as uh, some of your listeners may know, the Illinois retirement system has been for uh, more than 30 years uh, badly underfunded, and the Illinois legislature recently started to do the correction on that, but it's going to take a lot of uh, monies and or reduced benefits in order for the system to get to the point where it's sustainable. And we are talking here about the Wisconsin retirement system itself, yet half of our listeners are outside of Wisconsin. I want all of them to keep on listening because what we're talking about is going to be specific numbers and things related to Wisconsin retirement. But the the concepts, the idea of these are the things that you ought to be considering and looking at and learning about your own pension system, whether it's a public pension or a company pension or even just social security or just your retirement planning in general, these are things you ought to be looking at. And yes, we'll be talking Wisconsin retirement numbers, but it's going to be so applicable of these are the concepts, these are the generalities, these are the the process you should be looking at when you hit your retirement date. All right, let's uh, get at some of those questions. Let's do it. And Wisconsin Retirement System, uh, I don't know if you knew this or perhaps you did, but they've got Wisconsin Retirement System, they've got a podcast, and I love podcasts. I've been listening to it. <laughs> it's amazingly important and the most or impactful and informative. The latest one I listened to just talked about how large the Wisconsin system is. Can you talk about that? How big is the system? How many people are in it? Uh, just things like that. Sure. I, I can just give you a little bit of background. Um, first off, the Wisconsin retirement system is a unique plan. It has uh, in in the vernacular of defined benefit and defined contribution aspects. Uh, and actually the final pension 
amount provides you with a higher of the investment returns over your longevity and or a multiplier based on your years of service and uh, your salary at the end of your career. Roughly, there's about 260,000 public employees in Wisconsin. These include uh, hospital workers and protective occupations, as well as uh, school employees, which is the largest group. Uh, There's almost a quarter million annuitants um, and nearly 170,000 individuals who have worked in the system but are what they called inactive, and therefore uh, they're not drawing the pension, and um, many are waiting until they uh, vest and are eligible to pull both the employee and employer share benefits out of the system. Uh, so it's, a, it, it, it's uh, the ninth largest uh, public pension plan in the U.S., and uh, very, very uh, secure. Uh, in addition to that, they've done a great job over the time, uh, recent time periods, and recent, they think in terms of decades and not weeks or months like some of us sometimes do. They're the 25th largest pension plan in the world, and so they're, um, when, when, when they speak, it's good to listen to what they have to say. Well, that's exactly why I started listening to their podcast. I figure you're managing about $150 billion. You're paying out all these benefits. You're thinking about all the things that our retirement clients are thinking of. You mentioned too, especially in your presentation, I saw so many advantages of something called a defined benefit pension compared to doing it on your own. I'm going to list out a few of them that you had mentioned earlier sure. and just maybe add some commentary to it. Okay. Uh, happy to one, do that. one pinch uh, benefit is that you can't outlive it. Like you can't outlive your pension. Another benefit is that you're having these pensions manage your money at a far cheaper rate than almost any financial advisor could do it. And, and potentially you're doing a better job through the pension than if you were managing it on your own. Yeah. And yeah. there's another piece of it called uh, smoothing. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that. So let's let's go through some of those things. Um, All right, you know, the outliving it or can't outlive it. The rates returns, yeah. kind of the. <clears throat> we'll the we'll take them in the order you just uh, articulated. So for your risk listeners here, <clears throat> and and whether you're in Wisconsin or in New York, it just doesn't matter. The the greatest problem that most senior investors have is not outliving their uh, revenue stream or their their income. And so today, for example, when you're looking at uh, a very different environment than you had even a year ago, with inflation running at, um, well, 7 to 8%, and unlikely to uh, drop by the end of the year very far, in my opinion, uh, having a secure retirement plan and, a, and having a system that ha- has some inflation protection is critical. Uh, and the, the, the defined benefit plan, such as uh, WRS, that uh, applies to, and I'm, I'm just going to use teachers generically here as we go through the podcast. So f- uh, for teachers who are roughly 70% female, and obviously your audience is uh, half female, if one, Most <laughs> statistically, likely. Yep. Uh, longevity is a very, very serious issue. And the Wisconsin retirement system which manages your money when, whether or not you have uh, mental capacities in your 
70s, 80s, 90s, or 100s is, is a blessing in disguise. So if you think about this as a, uh, an adjunct or an add-on to Social Security, they're both basically defined benefit-like uh, plans in, and uh, secure in the sense that you're not going to be running out of money because of the way the pension systems are designed. Yeah, it's uh, it's such a nice thing. It's it's amazing when you hit retirement. Everyone used to like the idea of I've got pension, I've got Social Security, I can get some interest off the off my bank accounts, things like that, some dividends. Well, the the interest and dividends don't seem to be there as much anymore. The pensions don't seem to be there as much as in, anymore. And so when you've got access to a pension, especially one like the Wisconsin Retirement System, it just shows how valuable it is to get that monthly income coming in coming out. Speaking of that, when you ha- are part of the system, you get something called an annuity. Maybe could you just define that word annuity? Sure. For us? <laughs> an annuity is uh, uh, it's a stream of income that's provided at a particular point based upon either how much you've, you've put into it uh, in general or, or an obligation that someone has. So if you, you win the lottery, you can annuitize that large amount and be paid a, a uh, cash amount yearly for the rest of your life. And so an annuity is basically a stream of income that provides certainty in terms of cash flow for you. You got it. And so many people, especially the older you get into retirement, that you like that certainty coming in. Absolutely. Good. Well, we've talked a little bit, kind of some general systems. And of course, we're not providing any specific investment advice, but there's a lot of generalities when you study a system as much as you have. And when you're someone who's a retirement-focused financial planner like ourselves, we can pick up on some generalities that are probably lending you towards the the right direction. And one of you mentioned briefly there is that 70% of the retirees in this system, in Wisconsin Retirement, are women, and yet the payouts are the same whether you're a male or a female. And that's that makes sense. It's kind of fair. Like, hey, a, a male teacher and a female teacher, teacher should get the same pension amount, you know, roughly speaking, based on years of service and, and salary, like, why would you want to pay one more than another? Except that on average, women live longer. So guess what's more valuable? The the female annuity is going to be more valuable if it's the same dollar amount. Yes, ab- absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> and statistically, you're looking at uh, at least a couple more years for female annuitants than uh, male value, at least when they initially retire. Yeah, you got it. So in general, if you're the female, the thing you can do to maximize that long-term payout, to maximize the value of the annuity is a great thing. So we'll, we'll maybe touch about this idea later on, but something called the Social Security Accelerated Option, where you can get more money up front and less money later on, especially for the females, that might not be as good of a deal because the more money later on is probably more valuable. Yes, definitely. This is the uh, pay me now or collect later concept to me. One of the things that the retirement system allows, which I never recommend, by the way, is that unless someone has uh, severe health concerns and has limited longevity horizons, is increasing your uh, pension for, in this case, the Wisconsin retirement system substantially, let's say 30%, for several years for until you turn uh, 62. So the example would be uh, a teacher that, that's 59 takes an accelerated benefit 
And yes, you get money as if uh, Social Security were being provided to you, but it's actually through the Wisconsin retirement system. But what you give up is a lower pension for the rest of your life. So once you get to 62, because you, in many cases, you're going to live longer in retirement than you did in a, during your working career, you wind up short-sheeting yourself, using that term, for time periods uh, after that uh, reduces. So the example I used in the seminar that uh, Jeremy went to was having $1,000 a month, having that jacked up for several years um, to 1300 but then for the rest of your life, you get uh, eight or eight hundred, high 800s or 900s, uh, low 900s going forward. And so a 10% reduction uh, has two factors that hurt. One obviously is the lower amount, but because the Wisconsin retirement system is based off of uh, preserving uh, income through inflation adjustments, you also lose those 10% of all the inflation adjustments for the rest of your life. So uh, absent health constrictions, um, I stay away from those kinds of things in terms of recommendations. Yeah, that, that's, a lot of people don't factor that. So many people hit retirement thinking, how can I get much more money next month? And it's our job as financial planners, your job as someone consulting a retiree heading into their pension choices to say, here's how it's going to affect your whole retirement. And one reason, which is so interesting, why this idea of taking the acceler accelerated benefit is likely not a good idea is that the Wisconsin state legislator plugged into the system a return assumption of 5%. Why does that matter? Because when they're trying to figure out saying, what's the value of the extra money that they're gonna give you for the next couple of years by taking it early? And what's the value of basically what they're taking away from you later on, 10 and 15 and 25 years from now? They're using 5%. And an interesting thing about that is it's a, a little technical, but they have to discount these future cash flows. They're they're thinking of a promise to you 25 years from now, and it's supposed to be a thousand bucks a month or whatever it is. They've got to discount that back at 5%, which means it's kind of a really low number. When in reality, right now, most pensions, the IRS system, they include a 3% rate of return. That's the, the normal discounting rate. So basically what you're doing when you take your pension early by doing this accelerated amount is you're saying, I've got this sweet deal where my pension is based on a 5% growth and the market rate is 3%, right? You're basically giving up something that's better than it should be. And usually that's not a good choice. You usually want to grab the thing that's worth more and grabbing money in the future from the Wisconsin retirement pension at 5% is worth more than it should be, and maybe something that should be kind of protected and, and pushed towards, hey, take the stuff that's later on. It's worth a lot more right. by doing that. Right, and, and another fallacy is that um, uh, if you take the money sooner, what happens if you, uh, quote, die early? Mm -hmm. Your biggest problem, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, listener, is not whether you're gonna die too early, it's not dying too early. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes down to it, um, you're, you need to be concerned about how, how when you turn uh, 80 or 85 or 90, how it is you're going to pay for health care, how you're going to pay for rent, uh, what the costs of 
long-term aging factors are, and other related issues related to longevity. And so it's 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 important that you uh, plan wisely, and and that's where a, a good consultant and planner can very help be very helpful to you. Right, absolutely. And there's so many things we can get into, and I wanted to focus on some of the highlights and just encourage people. This is a decision you get to make like once in your lifetime. You fill out the paperwork, you sign it, you send it off. It's set in stone. Like this is so valuable. I mean, this. Your pension decision is worth hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not even a million dollars. Yeah, it's, it's closer to a million dollars for, uh, e- even if you look at just Social Security as a as a comparison, which yeah. is less than, the payments are generally less than the, this pension plan. Uh, you're looking at um, maybe six or seven hundred thousand dollars, taking into consideration an inflation adjustment. Yeah, and and it gets. Uh, and so you're you're talking about the the equivalency of having a million dollars in your bank and then buying the same annuity and and so it, it's very very uh, valuable. Yeah, definitely. And so far, we've learned, especially if you're female, these rates for your pension are set out to where the monthly annuity is worth more than kind of it should be. And also, we've learned that the longer you can take that annuity for by kind of pushing your money out towards the future and not taking this upfront really adds a lot of value to your situation. Here's something that's interesting too, is that, and let's just talk about the teachers. You can do a lot of stuff with protective services sure. and some right. of the, uh, right. um, you know, judges and, and firefighters. Uh, and yeah. So and the yeah. executives and stuff. So we'll, we'll, we can get into that personally, but let's just go with the teachers. Cause that's the biggest one out there. Uh, when you're a teacher, you can retire at 55. And my, my wife's in the, the teacher system. I've got her annual statement of benefits. I think this usually comes out around May. Does that sound about it right? Does, it's uh, annualized in May. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. And oh. so we're, you're probably listening to this in May because I think we're going to try to plan the, uh, the release of this right around that time. But I'm looking at my wife's. What's, what's funny about this uh, annual statement of benefits is it's a little, little too long. Like it's just a little bit longer than a uh, average sheet of paper. And I'm looking, uh, it's great information where it tells you your years of service, your earnings, all that kind of stuff. But I'm gonna key in on one thing in particular, the last section, section 10, retirement benefit projections. And what's so interesting about that is it says, here's your age 55 amount, here's your age 65 amount, and there's not too much of a difference really between 55 and, and 65 that I'm seeing in there. And so many people look at that and say, well, I'm not waiting until 65 to retire. It doesn't seem worth it. I'm just going to retire at 55 because that's when I can. And what's so interesting is that there's a lot of ages between 55 and 65. And there's one very important age in there, a 57. Let's talk about that. And you got some great examples of what is the difference between when you can retire at 55, when you can, versus 57, when often that two-year wait, there's there's something magical about 57 inside of the system. Right, right. And and there's actually two actuarial reductions. So if normal retirement age is 65 for the system or for you, and you retire earlier under this uh, Wisconsin retirement system, it's premised on the individual having worked 30 years. And as we all know, women bear most of the responsibility for uh, child rearing and, and certainly childbearing uh, and are often out of the uh, workforce for some time period. And so 
the, the probability of them uh, having worked 30 years by age 55 is smaller than it would be for, for males, for sure. Um, so if they've only worked 25 years, in, in my example here, then the, then the retirement system is going to provide an actuarial discount, meaning you're just going to get less money because you haven't put money in for 30 years. So if, if they're going to provide you with an annuity, a, a stream of income from uh, 55 to 95, then there has to have been substantial contributions on your part and the employer's part in order that they have enough money to guarantee they won't run out of money. So you, uh, so the system says, okay, you can retire early, but generally we're going to be providing a, about a 5% reduction um, if you don't have enough years in the service. The second factor is that uh, particularly now that inflation's kicking up, you're, you're likely to have inflation-adjusted uh, salaries, and that's one of the factors in the retirement system's calculation about how much you owe. So if you leave now and you and five years from now, your salary would have been 15% higher just to be a 3% round. That's going to mean that for the rest of your life, your pension's going to be have to be 15% uh, bigger. Uh, but because you put more money in for longer, you get the added benefit of those additional years of service. So I generally recommend, again, other than health, uh, reasons that employees work at least until 57 and if they don't have 30 years of service then they should be working longer and if you're female uh, because of the longevity issue uh, i would work uh, longer than my counterpart males yeah it just gives you a higher amount and that higher amount is going to be uh, more impactful they're kind of playing a, a bit of a catch-up but even uh, even then, that exact dollar amount that a female is getting compared to what a male is getting is it's more valuable to the female because of the average longevity. Or, hey, for the guys listening out there, uh, think about maybe the females in your life, right? If uh, if you're married uh, and your spouse is a, is a wife, uh, think about not just what does your pension mean to you, but what can you do to make this pension last longer and at a higher dollar amount for your wife? Yeah, I, and you put... You, uh, you touched on something that's really important here. And so because you have joint survivorship obligations under a, a pension system, you have to consider not only your circumstances, but your spouse's circumstances. So if you take an annuity and provide 75% of the benefit in case the, the annuitant dies, for example, uh, that's a 25% reduction um, and people forget that tax rates for individuals are very different than for couples. And so you have you, 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 your spouse dies, you get jumped up in terms of tax brackets often, and you're going to have a reduced pension for the rest of your life because that income stream is not there. So think about your uh, significant other or your spouse, uh, depending upon your circumstances. Yeah, and there's it's a situation where if there's two of you, one of those Social Security amounts is going to drop. Like yes, There right. will be a decrease in guaranteed income when the first person dies. Why would you compound that and make it even worse on there? Why would you make that 
difference even more. If you have a chance where you, you don't really have too much of a chance to change that survivorship on social security, I could argue you could do a couple things, but really not compared to the pension. Like you've got a huge choice of what your uh, survivorship is going to look like on there. And it's interesting. A lot of the guys, there's two guys here talking in the room. For some reason, it seems like the guys get to 60 or 65 and they start looking at that pension number and they're thinking, I need that extra hundred bucks every month. And yet let's think about the thousand dollars every month your wife might be losing. You know, uh, I'm sure you can live off the hundred dollars less, but that decrease of maybe 500 or a thousand, whatever the number is in the pension because of that survivorship option you took, especially when you have uh, social security dropping as well. That's not so easy to, to make up. Right. Uh, very difficult. And frankly, uh, even as a, an advisor, I did some modeling with regard to social security for my own personal circumstances. And, and this includes income for my spouse. And uh, it's very difficult for the average person to try to figure this out because you go to the simplistic uh, assumptions and they generally aren't going to give you the best kind of answers. So uh, having someone who has access to software in terms of modeling, uh, cash flows, what happens when the uh, one of the two individuals dies uh, and, and so on is very important. So um, don't just uh, make assumptions without checking the math. Yeah, checking the math is important. And so many people retire one time in their life and yet someone like myself, someone like Dennis, we've helped hundreds of people retire. We've seen how it's worked out. We've gone through and fill out the paperwork and help people make these decisions before. Uh, don't run into this blind. And I'm just gonna uh, continue on with this, this idea of still 55 versus 57, because I think it's just such a huge key thing. So many teachers especially say, I'm retired 55 because I can. I think so many people look at this last piece of their benefit statement, uh, the annual statement of benefits and see, they put on 55, they put on 65, no way am I working till 65, so I must retire at 55, right? You, you, you kind of forget there's 10 steps in between 55 yes. to 65, yeah. and you can model it. I've, I've got, of course, I'm a spreadsheet kind of guy. Yeah. I've got it on here. And what's interesting about um, this idea of, yes, your normal retirement age is 65 in this system. Yes, they discount it at 5% roughly per year. But what's so interesting about it you know, I've got the chart I've thrown in there. What's so interesting about it is is it's not exactly even. Like you're you're taking money early between 65 and 64 is not that big of a deal compared to once you hit 57. So I, I looked here and when you're 65 and kind of taking it earlier down to age 58 or so, I see where you lose like 1% from your pension or 2% from your pension or 3% you know, maybe even four, one year I saw 4% and one of the options. Yeah, it's 4.8 4 between 55 and 57, for example. Yeah, and that's, uh, it's 4 point, it's uh, much higher, like they take away a lot more when you take it between 57 down to 56, 56 down to 55, than they do if you are taking it early after age 57. Right, right. It's it's not just a smooth like 5%. It's a it's a smaller amount if you're taking it earlier between 65 and 57. It's a much larger amount between 57 and 55. They discount it a lot more than kind of they should in a way. Right. And and the other thing that people forget about retiring early is all of the other benefits that go with uh, employment. So your health insurance, uh, where where are you going to get that uh, 
health insurance if you're 55 or 56 and for how long. Mm-hmm. Uh, even when you get to Medicare, you have substantial costs, um, 20% of your health care costs in general, that have to be met by you. And so that, and so there you're looking at, you know, over a lifetime from any point on, particularly 65, of uh, close to $150,000 per person. Mm-hmm. So you start out at 55, you give up the employer's health care for, uh, let's say, 10 years. You give up their contributions to the retirement system. You give up inflation adjustments. So there are a lot of uh, negatives in terms of uh, retiring early. Been a great planner and uh, socked money away and inherited the family farm. Then good for you. Uh, you've got options that most people don't have. Um, but remember, you only get one chance to figure out how to retire, and uh, we don't want you back working at McDonald's. It's Jeremy Kyle here, and I know you're listening to the Retirement Reveal Podcast because you want to learn more about making great retirement decisions. I've created a free video course for you to do just that. Head over to 5stepretirementplan.com and sign up to receive this video training right in your email inbox. We broke down our five-step retirement plan into bite-sized videos so you can get started on the retirement, investment, and tax planning you need to create a consistent retirement income. Go to 5stepretirementplan.com. Use the number or spell it out. You'll get there either way. 5stepretirementplan.com. Thanks for listening. And now for the rest of the show. We usually don't like to say the words never or always, uh, but I'm going to think through here. You gave a great example. Uh, What if somebody makes about 60 grand a year? What if they've been in the system for 25 years and they retire at 55 versus retiring two years later at 57? And your example included, hey, you've got a little bit of extra inflation, so you're in your salary, and so your benefit amount right. is based on that. You've got a couple years extra credit, so you get more credit yep. on there. And it's not, oh, it's a couple years more. A couple years more, if you have 27 years in versus 25 years in, that means you have uh, 8% more than you did two years ago. Right, twenty-seven into twenty-five. It's it's a much, uh, it's a bigger uh, increase than you would really think. And then your your payout rates, kind of your how much they give you, is much much greater. They might give you like ninety percent of what you're promised instead of seventy-seven percent of what you're promised. Your number, I think it was, remind me of that was basically your pension's about twenty-five percent. It could be the, the example yes. about twenty-five percent higher. Yes, that's that's right. Um, and, and so if you don't have the number of years of service in, uh, that's a subtraction. So uh, 25 versus the 30 years. And then the age factor, uh, because if I have to provide you with a pension from uh, 57 till you die versus 55 till you die, uh, I have to put more money away if I'm the retirement system. And so both of those factors uh, uh, compound themselves. Yeah, I, something I like to say is uh, do the math. And now here's a bit of math that uh, we were talking about in our call together earlier. I said, I, when talking about this specific example, I said, I would not be surprised if the value of your pension grows more from the value of the pension than what they're even paying you. And so I did the math. I looked it up. And yes, if you're a 55-year-old, uh, I did the female example. You're 55-year-old okay. female. You're making 60 grand a year. You got 25 years in Wisconsin retirement system. I said, what's that extra increase worth? And waiting two years, it's almost as if they're going to pay you about 135,000 or more 
by that's the extra amount. That's the extra value of that pension comes yeah, in. That sounds right to me. Yeah. So yeah. it's like every time you get that paycheck, and yes, you might want to retire at 55, but think of it like every time you get a paycheck, you're almost getting, you are, you're basically getting an, an added paycheck that's even more because that's how much is going into increasing uh, your pension for your whole lifetime. Yes, well said. Yeah, it's interesting. Good. Well, we want to um, get uh, towards wrapping some things up, but I, I can't do that without talking about really quick two kind of key points to think of. Some things that you are, are bits of extra benefits when it comes to the Wisconsin retirement system. And again, this is a vast system takes years of study and you want to make sure you're going through the math with a, a consultant like like Dennis. Uh, but here's an interesting thing is that so many people I talk to, they've got a, a 403B. They're, they're wise enough to start saving extra into their 403B. And yet, uh, here's some interesting things. You could add extra money into your Wisconsin retirement system. Uh, Dennis worked with a place uh, called WEAC and there's the WEA TSA, Tax Sheltered annuity, and there's a Wisconsin deferred comp. There's three places where you could add money to, and you had mentioned earlier uh, how incredibly cheap the fees are, if you want to call them that, inside the Wisconsin retirement system are, compared to doing it through another place. And also, too, just the um, the experience and the returns that have been happening over the long run from the Wisconsin retirement system. I cannot imagine why someone would want to do a 403B where you've got a higher fee and you're paying a commission to a sales agent compared to some of these different options that uh, just seem to me to be better. What, what's your thoughts? Yeah, it, absolutely. So to maximize uh, any amount of money that you want to uh, annuitize later on, low fees are important and, and more important than that is to start savings. And so Wisconsin Deferred Compensation Plan for example, as well as the WATSA, uh, two that I recommend highly, uh, both have low-cost, uh, fiduciarily obligated oversight, and so it's and they do it, uh, you know, on a shoestring compared to what some advisors are going to charge here. So um, the the other advantage to the Wisconsin retirement system is that you can have the retirement system manage your money uh, by contributing and uh, additional amounts out of your paycheck. So some, many of you think about IRAs as a savings device. So 403Bs are another name for tax-sheltered annuities. And uh, the Wisconsin retirement system essentially allows you to um, provide additional salary reduction and then they will manage it for you basically for nothing. So it's uh, it, it's an excellent value. Right, and if you're someone that's interested in investing for the longer term, the, you put the money in to the Wisconsin retirement system by doing these after-tax. This is kind of our final point, just a little extra trick or a tool, uh, probably more of a tool, I suppose, than a trick, but uh, use this tool if you, if you can and you wanna save extras, you can put the money in, have it come out of your paycheck, which is a lot easier than maybe contributing directly to a Roth IRA or traditional IRA, a lot cheaper than using a financial advisor. And earlier we mentioned how this idea of when you take what's called the accelerated benefit, they take away some of your money in the future to give it to you the next couple of years. Uh, one reason why that's a poor choice is because they're kind of taking away your money at 5%. Well, why not make use of this 5% that's built into there? Uh, they can pay you out 5%. You get to where maybe you do retire at 57 
and you know that you're not taking your Social Security till 62 or 65 or 67, and you're understanding, I get this guaranteed amount coming in from the pension. Later on, I'll have a guaranteed amount coming in from Social Security. How do I bridge that gap? Well, right now, interest rates are definitely not 5%. I'm, I'm looking here at Wisconsin Deferred Comp, the the WIA Trust, and you can get 1.5%, 2.5%, roughly around there. And yet, you can put the money into the Wisconsin retirement system and let them pay you out for the next five years or 10 years at 5%. That's knowing the system and knowing the tools that are available to you. It seems like when 5% is a rate that is above what it kind of should be, because that's just what's built into the system, don't let them take it away from you at 5%. Maybe make use of it at 5% and explore this idea of putting after-tax contributions in and then letting them pay it out to you at a, at a rate that's calculated at 5%. Right, right. And, and of course, it's professionally managed and you don't get uh, what we call whipsawed when you uh, start to see your, uh, the S&P 500 go down uh, 11 12% or worse if you're in uh, higher growth kind of stocks. It's just been decimated. Um, and this week is a perfect example of how a professional manager is going to look at that. So often they'll look and say, well, some stocks are on sale. It's time for us to buy, where either, and they're going to buy them from retail people who get scared and move money at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. You got it. Well, awesome, Dennis. Thanks for coming on. I, I knew as soon as you start uh, speaking at this presentation, I said, I got to get this guy on the show. He's <laughs> full of educational abilities on this uh, Wisconsin retirement system. We run into so many people uh, that are part of the system because, hey, that's just a lot of it's bright. Right. Probably the biggest employer, you know, you add it all up. Yes. In Wisconsin, it's got to be uh, on there. So, so many people are having questions on this. We want everyone to maximize uh, as best they can whatever tools they have available in your Wisconsin retirement system or any pension you have or your Social Security. These are things you ought to be looking at uh, every single time when you're getting ready for retirement. So, Dennis, I, I met you through a presentation. I know you do some personal consultations. Yes. Tell me a bit about how uh, you get connected with people. Well, if people have uh, questions about the Wisconsin retirement system or want a second opinion, probably the easiest way is just to email me at abcdge1 at gmail.com. So that's my email address. And I do some uh, consultings for individuals about readiness. Uh, It's primarily financial education, but I find that most people really need this. Um, I do do... uh, seminars for school groups. Uh, recently did one for Wisconsin's uh, Region 7 here in the Milwaukee area for about 70 individuals. So I'm available to do presentations on general uh, financial advice as well as specifics about the Wisconsin retirement system. Yeah, and most, uh, most people that are listening and are interested in Wisconsin retirement system are, are teachers, so they probably appreciate the education approach. You're not uh, financial advisors. You're not trying to sell anybody right. anything. Got nothing to sell you. You got it. Just trying to yep. offer some great education, and you've certainly done that. You've given us a great education on the Wisconsin retirement system, so thank you, Dennis, for coming on. It's my pleasure. Yeah, good, and thank you, too, for listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast. We believe if you know more about your money, you will feel better about your money, and you will make better money decisions. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast. Click on the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. 
Visit retirement-revealed.com to learn more. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Kyle Financial Partners. Kyle Financial Partners does not provide legal, accounting, or tax advice. Consult your attorney or tax professional. Representatives have general knowledge of the Social Security tenants. For complete details on your situation, contact the Social Security Administration. Kyle Financial Partners is a part of the Thrivent Advisor Network, a registered investment advisor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.